All righty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, Team Capsules, and NFC East, and New York Football Giants time, Wiz. And, um, you know, I've had some uh, some interaction uh, this uh, offseason uh, as I do uh, have a second job. Uh, I meet, I've met some of the Giant coaches and players this year, which has been interesting having some conversations. And I think there is a lot of excitement around the New York Giants this year. Uh, a change at the GM. Thank you, Dave Gettleman, for all the damage you did to this franchise. But Brian Dable comes in as the head coach, uh, offensive coordinator in Buffalo, Joe Shane, the GM. And Wiz, I'm definitely looking forward for the change of scenery for the New York Giants this year. Yeah, there's definitely some, should be some optimism. Uh, Daniel Jones is not a player that I've particularly liked. Uh, I feel like if his first read is there, he's quick with the with the ball and can get rid of it. But if not, he has trouble. Also, recognizing pressure in the pocket, ball security—that's gotten a little bit better. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet on Daniel Jones. If I had to bet, I would bet against Daniel Jones uh, being in the future with the Giants. As far as where he should be drafted, I mean, in a super flex league, he could be my second quarterback, but that's like if a lot of quarterbacks are taken ahead before my pick. But in in, in standard formats, I would certainly not take him as one of my top 12 quarterbacks, and I wouldn't really trust him as my backup because um, you just never know when there's going to be a real clunker. So... Uh, I'm not too optimistic about Daniel Jones. Are you going to try and convince me otherwise? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise because the Giants certainly didn't express the same confidence either because they have not extended the player as Daniel Jones is really playing for his uh, existence in the NFL at this point in time. Uh, I, I would say this, though. So, you know, Joe, Joe Judge regressed this offense considerably. Daniel Jones had less touchdowns in the last two seasons combined than he did in his rookie year. Uh, where he actually did make an impact at, as a rookie. Yes, he fumbled the ball a bit, but he was, you know, in terms of fantasy points per start when Daniel Jones was a rookie, he was a much better player. I have confidence that Dable can actually make a make a difference in, in, in a player like Daniel Jones. Is it enough for me to gain enough confidence for him as a, as a second quarterback? Uh, you know, I kind of want to see things. I kind of want to hear what the beat writers have to say, that chemistry with the receivers. But like I said, Joe Judge offense was a disaster. You know, why you bring in a player, uh, an offensive coordinator like Jason Garrett, who was clearly on, on the other side of his uh, ability to coach in this league anymore. And, uh, you know, the Giants uh, are definitely turning the page. Uh, so I am looking forward for Daniel Jones to get a fresh start with a better offensive mind. You know, a lot of the things that I said just previously about um, Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys uh, capsule, you could kind of insert Saquon Barkley's name here. Um, he was always a lock first-round pick in snake drafts. Most, uh, most of the time in the last few years, even a, a top-five pick. I believe those days are gone. Um, his ability is tremendous. His problem is he doesn't take the two or three yard gains or even get back to the line of scrimmage on some plays. Too many plays. He's trying to make big plays and puts the offense in second and 13, second and 14. And with this quarterback and this offensive line, that's not a recipe for winning football. So he is going to make some big plays when he's on the field through the running game and the passing game. The issue is at what point does he become a value pick? Um, 
I'm certainly not taking him as a running back one. Uh, I think after that, it's personal preferences when he becomes value. How are you seeing it? Do you have him somewhere after round, I mean, after a top 12 at the position, but, be, you know, inside the top 20 where he becomes value? Do you think he's going to rebound, or are you completely avoiding the player this year? So, so a couple of things. Uh, the, the Giants have, have revamped their offensive line. They, they've added you know, tr- through draft picks and through uh, signings. They've revamped the line. I think the line will be better. In my conversations, actually, with the coaches, uh, one of the things they have focused on is exactly what you spoke about in terms of killing those plays or getting out of bounds or going down instead of trying to extend them. That's something that the Giants, when they when they looked at the tape, when this coaching staff looked at the tape, that's something that they were extremely cognizant of and trying to fix. Uh, so you know what? I'll, call me one of those guys that it's very difficult if you've been burned the last couple of seasons, you know, drafting Ezekiel Elliott as a, a top 10 running back, either in auction or snake drafts, to kind of go back to that well at this point in time. But I think... I'm willing to take that chance that we're going to see something different this season, uh, that Saquon Barkley will make uh, an impression and be able to stay on the field and become a factor in fantasy football for this upcoming season. All right. So you're really uh, – we'll get to the pass catches, but so far it sounds like you're pretty optimistic about the uh, upcoming season for your New York football Giants I'll tell you what the Giants are going to. The Giants have started every year either zero and two or zero and three the last seven years. The Giants are going to beat the Titans in Week One, Wiz. How about that? Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that column all down on the Titans this year, so I guess uh, I could see that one. So the Giants regime does not have any. They didn't. They didn't draft Kadarius Tony. They didn't pay Kenny Galladay all of that money. They don't have allegiance to. Uh, Shepard. Um, they did draft uh, Wondell Robinson, though, from Kentucky, who I think could be an interesting player and could be used in, in kind of different ways. Maybe kind of some of the ways that Danny Woodhead was used back in the day. Um, so uh, looking at this wide receiver core, the only one that I would consider drafting as a starter is Kadarius Tony. I think he's got an ability, but there's some other stuff with that player. I mean, I don't know. He just seems like his personality and off-the-field stuff. I'm hoping that he can calm down in his second year and be the player that, um, you know, Giant fans want out of him. But coming into the season, I just don't trust Kenny Galladay anymore and Shepard to stay on the field. So from a fantasy football standard league, Tony is the only one that I'm saying I would be comfortable drafting if I'm if I'm drafting three receivers on my team. Do you see it similar, or do you have a different view? No, I have a great stat for you. Was the Giants were the only team in the NFL last year where a wide receiver did not catch at least forty passes? How's that for a stat? <laughs> that's that that's amazing. And Tony would have obviously have done that if he stays on the field. No, I, I, but, I, I get it. I get it. So Tony, Tony didn't stay on the field. Galladay was hurt all year long. Galladay had zero touchdowns last year. You remember my stance on Kenny Galladay three, four years ago. I thought he was on the on the verge of becoming, you know, potentially the number one wide receiver in, in football. Yeah, from, that was your bold prediction on this podcast yeah. two years ago with the Lions that he'd be the number one fantasy receiver. I don't even know if I have him as my top inside my top fifty. No, but I, I will oh. say this: you remember that season? What happened? Right, he got off to an unbelievable start. He was in that contract year, 
And, yeah. and then that hip thing came out, that hip mystery, and we never saw him on the field again. Yeah, he made a business decision not to play the last half of the year. Um, but so so with all of that being said, the stats aside, um, who in his receiving core for the New York football giants would you draft or consider drafting in standard leagues? Yeah, yeah, probably nobody, actually. Um, I, I kind of I think someone's going to have to emerge as the number one pass catcher here. Uh, but I, right now it's not abundant. You, know, you, you articulated all the things. Sterling Shepard's hurt a lot. He's the diminutive guy. Uh, Darius Slayton is still uh, in this wide receiving core. Um, I'm really not sure. I don't have confidence. I think all of these giant receivers will go for low value. There'll be back-end picks and there'll be low-dollar picks in auction drafts. But, you know, one of them is going to end up uh, emerging uh, in this offense, uh, who that will be, it's probably between Tony and Galladay. I, I would probably agree with you that Tony is more likely to be that player. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit stronger about Tony than you do, and I and I feel I, I guess stronger about the separation between Tony and every other receiver than you do. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. It looks like one of our fan favorites over the years, Ricky Steele Jones, is a player that you and I have both picked up in different leagues and in spot starts. He's played well, but I'm not going to draft him in any in any format. There are just so many more interesting players, and on a team where I'm really have negative views against the quarterback. Uh, I'm not going to draft uh, Ricky Seal Jones, nor I do, uh, you know, advise that he be drafted in any leagues. You have a different view on Ricky Seal Jones. Are you going to, you know, hope he plays well for the Giants, but you're not going to draft him? In yeah, any I, I, that's probably the case at this point in time. You know, Daniel Bellinger had created some noise. He's currently hurt. They drafted him out of San Diego State. Jordan Aikens is also on this list, but I'm staying away from the Giant tight end position at this point in time. You know, maybe as the season goes on, it's kind of a filler. Uh, tight end position depending on what evolves but for now I'm going to take uh, a step away from that I'll tell you who was tremendous Graham Gano was uh, I think Graham Gano was the best football player in the Giants last year uh, I think he performed at his position clearly above anyone else at that position he made a whopping seven few goals of 50 plus he was tr- accurate he was tremendous I looked and a lot of people have him like I don't know. I know because it's maybe the Giants. They don't like the offense, but they like sending him out for fuels. I mean, at least the last coaching staff did, so you're never quite sure what Brian Dable is going to do. But I don't know. Gano's tremendous. I have no problem somebody wanting to draft uh, Graham Gano as their fantasy football kicker. Uh, another great stat, Wiz, uh, last five years, which kicker has made the highest percentage of their field goal kicks? That would be Graham Gano, and that percentage, 93%, including 28 of 29 from 40 to 49 yards. And as you mentioned, in addition to that, 7 out of 10 from 50. So underrated, unheralded. He's been playing for a lousy offense. If this offense takes a step up, Graham Gano certainly uh, has my eye as a potential sleeper kip- kicker. Yeah, I like Rangano as well. He he's he's he, he seems he's gotten better. You know, kind of like Nick Folk. I mean, he's kind of like gotten better yep. as he's gotten older. It's a interesting thing to see. And uh, I'm gonna let you talk about the Giants' defense. Uh, are you are you drafting them or recommending or advising they be drafted in any format? You know, they have ex- some exciting young athletes. They Thibodeau uh, getting drafted this past year. Last year, Aziz Ojolari was also drafted. Uh, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. As part of this O-line, uh, hopefully Blake Martinez can get on the field again. The secondary is okay, uh, but they did lose Bradbury. Uh, I'm not touching the giant defense, Wiz. No thank you uh, from a fantasy perspective, however. 
that I think it's time for us to start fly, Eagles fly, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, we'll talk about the Eagles. But, yeah, I think the Eagles, in my eyes, are the most improved team in this division, and we'll talk about that shortly. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening and subscribing. And as Wiz said, on to the Eagles. Down the turnpike we go.